2: truck drivers. It's time to step up
3: and get rolling with T-Force Freight. Drive for a team that's respected everywhere. As a CDL driver in Elkridge, you'll earn $28 per hour plus 50 cents per mile with great benefits. Take pride in your work. Join the team at T-Force Freight in an essential job that keeps our country moving. Or join the team as a CDL dock worker with jobs up to $28 per hour. Apply now at upsjobs.com. That's upsjobs.com.
4: What your energy is comes from standing up. I
3: sit. A, I, I I'm a weird person who likes to stand. I stand on the bus. I do often, stand on the bus. I often you? I, I, o- seen, I, I seen often stand, stand on, the bus.
5: on busy buses. I <laughs> often don't stand.
3: Have I often stand in a bar. Stand the bath. <laughs> <Just laughs> <laughs> normal stuff. I stand in the shower. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Greetings and salutations, my name is Dave Hanready and there will be no encore. My voice is broken this week because, I don't Finally.
5: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that rain.
3: Welcome to Said 185, is it? Of the No Encore Music Podcast? Yeah. Probably, I don't know. It's it been is a, now. It's been a week, guys.
5: Uh, so Craig's here. Hello. Hello, Dave. And congratulations to Dave on the Mercury win not you <laughs> we didn't mention oh, that we last oh, yeah.
3: Well we didn't mention last week because it hadn't happened hadn't last happened. week we yeah, were yeah. recording but yeah congratulations to Dave a win for Dave's everywhere <laughs> Dahi Yay. hello how are you
4: I'm not bad how are you he's back I'm good. I'm well I'm, I'm doing good
3: and returning after his uh, Hosier album review a year ago Dean Ruxton of the Irish Times back hello Woo! hello ah! I'm back
2: Thank you, guys. Hello, hi.
3: Dina, of course, is also a criminologist.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I throw around things like that as well. That's fine. I'm also a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) We plugged
3: your book last year. It's called When the Hangman Came to Galway. Yeah, Dean writes uh, lost leads for the Irish Times. Yeah, very good series. Which you, is Appreciate if you like your true course. crimes, you like your mind hunters. Yeah, go yeah. read <laughs> go read <laughs> Dean's excellent work because it is legitimately excellent. Yes. Irish Times. Uh, what's
2: your elevator pitch for what you do? Quick. Um, yeah. Okay. I write uh, spooky old dusty old archive things. Come along and peer into the cabinet of the macabre oh that was good can you cut that out and send that to me please (laughs) that was very sick yeah sure
5: (laughs) (laughs) dahi you're back
4: I am I'm back I'm back that was very dahi you're back I'm also back I don't write any crime uh,
3: but you have been nominated for a UK music video award (laughs) I
1: have
4: Get in, Thank Thank you in you my darkest much.
3: moments Dahi's up in the same category that the Blaze won for Territory two years ago so no pressure yeah not
4: kidding around like yeah 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 shouts um, to you
3: shouts to Lachlan McKenna who helmed the video
4: yeah it was good yeah yeah couldn't believe it it was uh, it was announced last night and uh, somebody was like sorry did you see this and, uh, and nobody had realised that it was happening and then oh really then it came, yeah yeah and we were like oh my god this actually this is a thing that happened and then uh, they got in contact with Dahi's Lachlan too cool and said to that it was real. <laughs> All too busy man. too busy is actually yeah. <laughs> what it was he's a real uh, Glenn Hansard. So Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's it's really weird like seeing it up there because it's like, you know, it was filmed in the burn on like an absolutely tiny budget yeah. with like just a group of people who just really wanted to do something kind of interesting and stuff so I'm very very proud of it and uh, I'm very proud of the people who made it it's great nice good it's promo fun.
3: for the forthcoming album which is almost here
4: almost here 18th of October baby <laughs> uh, tickets for the button of Archie Show are running low I believe they are running low yeah if everybody was going to get tickets they'd want to get them pretty soon get your fucking uh, tickets get your tickets get yep. your
3: fucking tickets uh, who knows you could be going up against the new Kanye West album on that day because <laughs> guess what be. guys
4: it's
5: out it's Friday, it's, it's, been out. Friday. Oh, yeah. it's been
3: delayed possibly I'm loving it so far <laughs> what
5: do you think of water or whatever tracks are on, it. <laughs> we don't quite
3: know. Uh, Billboard have said that the album is delayed. Then Kim Kardashian on Twitter retweeted somebody said it's out in two days. Yeah, so I don't know. It could be. But the Samsung Billboard Samsung's
5: story right? doesn't really seem to have much in the way of Facts. credible sources. Or yeah, uh, like it seems to be them just saying. They're in Wyoming, and it's not gonna happen. But your, every Kanye album is like everyone's oh, like yeah, Mike like, Dean yeah. is up till five in yeah, the morning yeah, yeah, smoking yeah, weed
4: yeah, yeah. and yeah. just doing
5: guitar <laughs> solos and like mixing <laughs> shit. Yeah,
4: they're gonna be fixing wolves. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: it's an album I anticipate will not be good. But if it is out, why are you wanting oh, to pre, the pre-review? <laughs> the, gos- the gospel the album. gospel it's be class. album. I think why it's- is it
5: throwaway? He's been working on this much longer than he did for. Do we know this though? Life of Pablo is this
4: still Yandy? Was it supposed to? I think
5: this is. I think the likes of Chakra and stuff that were on that Yandy thing. Like, if if he's reusing or just kind of developing some of the stuff that was on that Yandy leak and actually putting proper lyrics on it, it could be special, I think. If, or else he's just, yeah, he's just done something completely new. <laughs>
3: if it's out, we'll review it next week. But I wouldn't hold my breath for it being out or it being good. So, uh, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's come to pass, Craig. The Whitney
5: Houston hologram is coming to Dublin. I'm very excited. Mm. I am not excited, I think it's a disgrace and I will not be attending. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the record state. Did you attend the Guardian's
3: list of the Beatles singles ranking from twenty-two to one, I believe.
5: Well I read it, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> Did you digitally yeah. attend? I think I'll have big options on football? this. Um Dave, you famously hate the Beatles. I still think we should do a podcast called Dave Hates the Beatles, where you have to listen to all of their discography and we just go through it. <sighs> We'll one. get around and we to could it find, yeah, we could find
4: we track this from the Beatles that true? you'd like. like there must yeah. I
2: like one. Come Together. It was number seven, I think.
3: Groovy <laughs> <laughs> track. Uh, I don't yeah, this, so this is my I don't boy. I hate the yeah. Beatles. I just don't like the Beatles. This, like, this is co-
5: famously my boy Alexis Petridis putting it together for The Guardian. Uh, it's their 22 singles um, ranked, apparently. Coming out on top. he just listened
4: to the one album, didn't he? I mean,
5: Coming Out on Top is... Uh, and a double A side so it's not really a single yeah. Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane which is kind of cheating <sighs> what cheating. What I took away from this list is that not many of these tracks would be in my favourite Beatles songs not like, at their all singles are kind of not their best stuff like
2: I kind of read too quickly and I was like this is just another Guardian list that's kind of really annoying me now <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I read through it and I actually don't care about these metrics at all like just like singles and not you know yeah, cares. do you mean?
3: Yeah. Well, it's all just sorry, music, not, not, man. not to deflate the, I've uh, opened, the segment. I've <laughs> opened my phone for a related reason, but the first thing I saw on my phone was messages from you, Dean, that says, "Dave, how does a man get back in here?" So you got back in. I did, yeah, <laughs> um, with the help of uh, Craig. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I mentioned this is because I interviewed Mark Ronson. That interview will yeah. be up on Joe this weekend. Go read it if you want to. He was interesting to talk to. Uh, however, he's more obsessed with Guardians' uh, chief number one, <laughs> <laughs> number boy. one, number one scribe, Alexis Petridis, than even Craig is, because um, this is off the back of the Guardian doing their, you know, we just talked about it last week twenty like albums of the twenty first century, to back, mm. back was number one, um, so I'm chatting to Mark Ronson, chatting about that, chatting about music criticism. It turns out he's big into music criticism because he himself was a It's critical uh, of me. Almost journalist (laughs) for a while back when he was younger and then realized, Uh oh, I can't go and like spin discs next to this guy I've given a bad review to. That kind of sucks. But. At one stage, while talking to Mark Ronson, he, um, he managed to like pat himself on the back in a really weird way, while also completely fucking performing a drive-by on someone who hadn't been mentioned in the conversation previously. And that <laughs> quote is as follows. I've been kind of lucky in that most of my stuff has been slightly on the side of, I wouldn't say the James Murphy level of critical acclaim, but I've probably got an average of 75 <laughs> on Metacritic for my career. So maybe- That's not true. It's a little bit easier. <laughs> maybe it's a little bit easier for me to talk about this stuff than someone who is in Imagine Dragons or whatever.
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am delighted with that, uh, that that's great that's, that's great.
4: great
3: Imagine Dragons are the ultimate kicking band right you now know, yeah, yeah.
4: Absolutely. but your, and so they tried to like stop it as well yeah you? it didn't go well everyone's 1975
5: yeah Ezra Koenig then came <laughs> to Imagine Dragons defence and gave out about the 1975 giving out about Imagine Dragons so Ooh. it's becoming a whole <laughs> Corey Taylor from Stepnall <laughs> has also yeah.
3: destroyed them as well so yeah, yeah.
5: Go. I think they're good at what they do which oh. is dr- very very bad music but you know <laughs> what I mean like, like they've, been, they've been so so copied in terms of, like, here's a surefire way to get to the top of the Absolutely, charts. Like, yeah. they, they've yeah. perfected that thing, which I don't yeah. like, but fair play to them, I suppose. You Do you reckon
3: uh, Kendrick Lamar reckon, or regrets hooking up with him that time? <laughs> no. For that incendiary Grammys performance. No, I'd
5: say Kendrick has no regrets. That's my they don't work take.
3: No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the news, Craig. Uh, can you make sense of this Takashi six, 6 9 ine
5: Yeah, um... So we've known for some time um, that Takashi69 kind of mumble rap, SoundCloud rapper, huge star um, would be standing trial and also that he would be maybe getting his sentence reduced if he cooperated with the feds um, and thus it's came to pass. So we've literally had the past week of him taking the stand um, and talked that he could end up having to enter a witness protection program after testifying against two members of the Nine Trey Bloods gang. Gonna familiar stop with these you guys? there
3: for a second. Yeah. But you mentioned witness protection. Uh, this is not a show that I ever likes to harp on about someone's appearance. But if someone does not know what Takeshi 69 six nine looks like, how would you describe him, Greg? Uh,
5: he's got a big six nine on his face. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of
4: tattoos. Yes, yeah. right? yeah. massive six nine on his on his face and uh, Raymond Dreads as well. Yeah, as friend
5: of the show, Colin Regan
3: has pointed out, how the fuck is witness protection going to work? Yeah, it's not going to work. And also, he's
5: like, he's all of these court reports are very visible; they're all published. Everyone knows what he's done. Um, Like
3: a lot of uh, contemporaries have come out and are not happy with him. Vince Staples, Meek
5: Mill, Snoop Dogg. I mean, within hip hop culture, being a snitch is kind of frowned upon. I don't Um, know if anybody's heard. It was yeah. It was it it was interesting listening listening to. The Joe Budden show, uh, the Joe Budden podcast last week t- discussing all of this. And his take was that actually the newer generation, because of the re- a lot of the reaction online from fans of Takashi or kind of Mumba rap stars or this new generation has been like memeifying it and making jokes and being yeah. like, ah, it's like cool to snitch. He actually could have a comeback, a musical comeback <laughs> and be grand because no one really cares about snitching anymore. So I don't know if that's going to happen if he's in witness protection, but maybe yeah. he could like record from some isolated cabin and mm. just yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. He if could he came be back. the new Bonnie very yeah, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> uh, I did
3: interrupt you. you. We're going to tell us about the Trey bloods gang.
5: Uh, yeah, I don't know much about them. I'd say Dean as a
3: criminologist. Yeah, n- <laughs> yeah. Where? Uh, how does all this rank to you? To your ears? What, but to modern, we say
2: 1884. <laughs> <laughs> um, reminds me of an old old case <laughs> <laughs> I read one time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I it's funny you should mention the memeability of it because it's literally how I came to this story. Yeah, like I was like, I just saw a lot of him, you know, that that, that one sort of still of him and like ratting on like you know anybody yeah, yeah, and yeah. everybody. The
4: like, the diplo is part of the the bloods <laughs> gang. Exactly. Whatever, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So um, I've kind of looked at this with almost as a like a non-event like, it's like a comedy or something like that like it's yeah. just my only engagement with this is has been I, I, through memes I, like I, re- I
4: really really love the idea though of like them in court kind of going like well like he can't go into witness protection because he has a giant 6'9 yeah. on, his, oh my on his face and I love the idea of like his mother in sitting in the back of the thing going now didn't I say <laughs> didn't I say now you
2: shouldn't have got that 6'9 on your face yeah. now And now look now look but there's, yeah. that, there's that quote sorry from the the former
5: FBI yeah. official yeah Jay Kramer What's told uh, the New York Times that rapper could go unrecognised despite his level of fame so the quote is despite how connected we are, and the appetite for social media content in this Deep country. Shit from yeah. There are places where, if this kid gets a haircut and wears normal clothes, <laughs> <laughs> no one would know or care who he is. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I don't know Where? and it also mentions in this piece, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It mentions in this
5: piece the United States Marshal Service is unlikely to pay for the removal of the tattoos he's, that could reveal his true identity shouldn't would be cheaper than moving him around
2: every five yeah, minutes when he's so. recognised um,
5: like you what I mean like he's looking at very serious time uh, he could face at least 47 years in prison now he's obviously um, cooperating so that's greatly. a years off that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. either <laughs> re- knocked off or he's just kind of you know given a new identity I guess that would be his hope to and the best you he could, seven could ask for seven Zero, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just get that six change to an eight, or something. Like that. We'll find out in January. Um, yeah, we will find out in January. Best luck to the lad, and we'll find out next wait. year
3: as well what the Brit Awards are going to do. But all this, but all this weird non-binary <laughs> business. So, yeah, am I right, lads? That's right. It's time for the show to finally address what we've always been holding back on: the issue of uh, gender identity. And uh, this is, of course, off the back of Sam Smith, who uh, and listen, li- listen to my voice quaver here as I try and get through this without <laughs> doing anything wrong. Sam Smith. They are now they them, that's how you refer to Sam Smith, yeah, having yeah. recently mm. declared this online which of course has led to lots of ignorant people around the world being like, what the fuck, he's a bloke and it's like, well no, Sam Smith is no longer a bloke because that's how gender identity works uh, We respect that of course in Now Encore, just you know, in case in case anyone uh, you know, missed the point of my, Didn't get the jo- yeah. my yeah. <laughs> game show host <laughs> intro there. <laughs> <laughs> However Craig I, I thought you fired off a very risque tweet there recently. Uh, it was very funny but I, I really thought people were oh, going
5: to come for you, yeah. Uh, no, I mean like, that, is that not kind of the point that we judge people based on what they do and like the you know the content of their character what as did you say, to what was it again? I said like I gave examples of how you use Sam Smith's Sam Smith. pronouns now. <laughs> so it's okay. like they are that vastly overrated singer. They <laughs> are that yeah. idiot who pretended they didn't know who Tom York was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, that yeah. Kind of stuff. Um, and I'm sticking to my guns. I don't particularly like Sam Smith. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but Good you respect its huge, yeah, hugely.
3: that's fair. Yeah. So the Brit Awards have said that they will review the way that they distribute prizes, and one option will be the abolition, potential abolition of separate male and female categories, which, to be fair, this has been called for kind of on the quiet uh, across the board in a long way, you know, best actor, best actress mm. at the Oscars, yeah. best male, best female at, like, the Brits, the Nickelodeon Awards, uh, you know, your, your fucking, I don't know, your Orty whatever, it is, I don't fucking know, like, award shows, guys. They don't mean much, but they could mean something.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah.
4: The, the Brit Awards thing is weird though as well though because i mean if anything one of the most important like the the modern like pop act if you're being nominated for something like a best song or something like that or like best performing act you are actually a team of people like and i think like that probably needs to be recognized more than anything else that it's like you know, it's it's like a massive team of people. There's a huge amount of songwriters behind somebody. There's a massive team around people. And like, if you're awarding like a pop act for something, mm. then the entire group of people who are behind that pop act should be awarded more than anything else. You know?
5: Yeah, this does seem like the Sunday Times kind of latched onto the Sam Smith story and then put pressure on the Brit Awards because they kind of said, "Oh, the Brits are thinking of doing this," and the Brit Awards had to kind of hastily come out and say they'll review the way they distribute prizes. Nothing will change next year, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but they wouldn't be the first award show to do this um like for example the mtv movie awards has gone gender neutral um so yeah like emma watson uh became the first recipient of the best movie performance prize in 2017 my only thing would be that like if you are going completely gender neutral you're just like obviously immediately cutting the number of quite a lot of awards in half yeah so people will be missing out so maybe you have to kind of reframe how They're categorised just so people... There would have to be more awards. Yeah. Like,
2: in different things. Completely redo. Yeah, Yeah. I
3: think it'd be a case of, like, doing what the Oscars do, know the best picture, and, like, making, like, go from, like, five to nine or ten. Yeah, Perhaps inventing some new awards, scrapping some old ones. I think ultimately it's an award show that doesn't really mean an awful lot, but this is something that actually, I think it is important. I think it is important that people who identify in a specific way have every right to do that. And, of course... The problem with a story like this is it inevitably brings out the fucking idiots. Pierce Morgan being one of them. I'm not even going to give the auction of publicity to his quotes on this independent music <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he gets bad pl- Pierce, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he gets plenty. Rage he, get, he gets plenty of publicity as is. But these assholes who come out and say stuff like, "Oh, well now I identify as a folding chair," <laughs> and I'm like, "That's the worst joke on the internet." Like, I mean, like you're just being yeah. a fucking asshole for no reason. Yeah, I it doesn't like, affect you at all. I was like, What's and a-? Sam Smith is still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still <laughs> terrible. He's not winning awards. But I was like um, They didn't They Oh god The first It'll chance a, I got yeah. to do it properly <laughs> yeah. I apologise Just getting used to it
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, No but um Yeah okay of course They No but like I, I was thinking about it And like I was like What could Pierce Morgan's problem be with this And <laughs> I was like And I was like Oh yeah okay He's a dickhead <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I see now But um, It's all yeah. become apparent It was bizarre It's it like all the men are going to win And it was like what There's so much to be <laughs> furious at about? in the world Imagine
5: saying. being annoyed at this Like Imagine Dragons. So,
3: (laughs) Craig, you have in your bag, having come back from a vinyl pressing plan today, a vinyl copy of Sam Fender's debut album, Hypersonic Missiles.
5: Yeah, he's gone straight in at number one in the UK, apparently. You looking forward to spinning that one? Um, I might give it a few spins. He's kind of um, got a few Brucey influences. Um, I interviewed he's him. a lovely mad. bloke. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, I, I interviewed in... him at
3: picnic. He was very shy and clearly not in the mood for an interview. And I threw the Bruce Springsteen comparison right in his he face. He doesn't like that. And he doesn't like that. No, no.
5: But I mean, all of his interviews are him talking about Bruce Springsteen, and, and all his lyrics yeah. are kind of very Springsteen-esque. Yeah. It <laughs> was hilarious. It was <laughs> because <laughs> he's like a Tyneside side Bruce Springsteen.
3: <laughs> I was doing like a on-camera interview, and like you're kind of like, well, I like, gotta talk about the obvious stuff, like the Bruce Springsteen comparisons and the mental health stuff, because he wrote a song called Dead Boy which is genuinely affecting and well, very well worth checking out if you've yet to. And I was like, oh yeah, did that not go great? I don't know. And then later on when I was walking by, walking walk into the tent when he was mid-set, like, fucking some bloke just basically like the spirit of clarence clemens just like emerged on stage and there was a mad sax solo and i was like i'm sorry sam (laughs) you can't have it both ways why are we talking about him
5: (laughs) well like obviously things are going extremely well for him he's got the number one album but um his gigging is a different story a townside social club has had to apologize after a secret sam fender gig meant they were forced to cancel their weekly bingo night uh, so he was playing some intimate show um, at North Shields King Street Social Club. uh I know, in well. Newcastle. <laughs> like there, this yeah. was only like hours after he heard that he got his first ever number one album for his first album. Um, so he was like delighting competition winners for this Spotify show. But the regulars at the Friday Night Bingo weren't so happy. Club secretary Dave Farrell told Chronicle Live it upset a few of the regulars, <laughs> but from yeah. the point of view of the club, well, it was a no-brainer. <laughs>
3: Financial masterstroke, it says here. We at least trebled our takings for a Friday sell it for a hotel in the next week. The club was absolutely chock a block. Chock a block. <laughs> the temptation yeah, yeah. to say that in a Geordie accent is <laughs> out of control, but I don't want to be stereotypical. I do. Can <laughs> you do? I can't do a Geordie accent. Do no. a uh, drawhead one instead. The block. <laughs> that's that's dumb dog. What is that one? Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it in a drawdowns. The club was absolutely chock block. <laughs> we did at least six thousand pounds, which good. is pretty good considering our prices. <laughs> nice bit of sass
5: in that our well.
2: <laughs> That's your natural state. Spar-
3: put your hand on your hip.
5: <laughs>
3: that's choc- like ringing a bell for you. That is coming off very easy. It's chock it's a block me. <laughs>
2: Uh, Chuck
3: up block. Why, I. Right. Uh, Spotify had a tab, which we still haven't finalized. So it'll be even more. This guy's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, this guy's like the, the fucking. He made so much money that <laughs> night. This <laughs> is the greatest thing this I've ever. This guy's
3: the genie in Aladdin. Uh, he said, it seems the reaction on, on the whole was pretty positive, though. Once the news got out, some of them were even asking me for tickets, he added. I think a <laughs> Absolutely lot <of> not, you fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of them were uh, quite proud seeing the club that busy. This this man is a shyster. Yeah. I will yeah, say, yeah, Bruce Springsteen
5: <laughs> would have made sure the bingo went ahead. It was. He's on. like a fan yeah, of the working yeah, man. And do you
2: know what I mean? He would have been calling the fucking numbers. Where's the the bingo at? (laughs) Uh, they, They just moved it to the Thursday I read, though. I think I went ahead. Did it the day before? Yeah, sorry, oh, I read Breaking look, news. Sorry, I should have probably said this <laughs> from, from the Irish Times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean Ruxton. Yeah, no, in a different a different iteration. <laughs> so of it on. Like,
3: uh, he played this gig right, and like there's a picture it, of the he hosted <laughs> what what is described here as an old school raffle. Presumably Hulk Hogan spinning the fucking ball like the, the billiards or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, raised over two thousand pounds for CAM, which is pretty good. Now items up for grabs in the raffle included a realistic Newcastle Brown Ale bottle cake bearing Fender's name, a plateful of kebabs, and a bunch of taxis <laughs> home from the game. A plateful of kebabs. This is so bad. What? How, how, do you,
4: how do you even have a plateful of ke- like a kebab is one plate full? So like <laughs> yeah. is a plate full like is a plateful of like stacked, stacked kebabs on stacked top stacked kebabs? It's yeah. yeah. It's called
5: a Tyneside special.
3: <laughs> I think a Tyneside special is something else, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably permanent oh scars. <laughs> permanent scars in your face, I would imagine. Uh, is that okay to say? Probably not. Uh, like, you know. Anyway, so like listen, the important thing, guys, is that music has a calming effect on hospital dementia patients. As I try to pivot to this story. Oh, oh god, I thought we're gonna skip that.
5: We yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> put it in the running order. Yeah, but playing music to dementia patients in accident and emergency, if you've been on the receiving end of a timeside special, has a calming effect on them. A study has found. MP3 players were used to play music to people with dementia as part of an eight-week pilot carried out by NHS Fife. Craig, I'm regretting this story because there's no humor in it. No. What what, what have you done? (laughs) Apparently, it's great, though, right? Uh, Music has reduced levels of agitation, uh, patients become markedly less stressed it's a distraction it's just good technique. all around I mean this yeah. is
5: just one study in um, many that have been done of late in terms of the kind of uh, holistic applications of music and there's actual genuine science to start backing up some of the psychological benefits uh, I believe friend of the show Zara Hedman has written about this uh, she was talking to kind of different oh, applications right. yeah, in right. it previously so uh, dig that out it'd be a good read yeah she wrote um, a lengthy
3: story for COVID, uh, Totally Dublin, totally Dublin uh, which was yeah. very very well worth reading and uh, yeah uh, that's about it music, music is, is, is class music is a big takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah we love music
5: it. do you know who else loves music <laughs> Scooter Braun <laughs> so music manager Scooter Braun has finally spoken out after Taylor Swift accused him of purchasing her old record label as a way of bullying her. So we covered a story at the time, uh, Taylor Swift, with a, um, a very kind of stinging statement um, about his purchase of this label, basically saying that it was her worst case scenario um, after years of kind of dealing with him and basically feeling um, manipulatively bullied um, that now he had control of her music. Um The likes of Justin Bieber came to Scooter's defence at the time and said this was completely... um out of order, um, exaggerated. Scooter was kind of keeping mum on the whole situation, but he has now um, opened up um, on the podcast Wide Open. He says that he um, he's denied doing anything with malicious intent. Uh, he says, I try to do things above board. I try to do the right thing. Not everyone's going to be happy with everything that you do. And I think in the long term, I've learned this over time. The truth always comes out and I'm confident in that. So he's kind of sidestepping any mentions of a feud. Uh, he's, talk, he's talked as well about Taylor's kindness with uh, Justin Bieber, supporting her on one, one of her tours at the start of his career. So he's being very... Um, it's
4: kind of a non-answer, really, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's, it's kind,
5: of kind of a non-answer. Really mean. um, but meanwhile... Uh, <coughs> his wife. His wife. <laughs> 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 <Yale>. Take <taking>
3: Instagram. <laughs> Yale Cohen, yes. She has spoken out quite a lot. Uh, and she said, "'Girl, here are you to talk about bullying. The world has watched you collect and drop friends like wilted flowers.'" Model line yeah yeah great Sam Fender song (laughs) my husband is anything but a bully he spent his life standing here for people and causes that he believes in beyond that it's easy to see that the point of putting this out was to get people to bully him you were supposed to be a role model but continue to model bullying which reminded me of the quote from season 2 of The Hills which was uh, yeah I want to forgive you because I want to forget you (laughs) there you go
2: yeah it's all getting a bit mean isn't it Dean yeah that's uh, that's touchy stuff now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hot off the. I I yeah. I'm, I think I feel very little about this. As in, like do you know, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, know do you know what I mean? Like, like it's great, but uh, I, it's I no cancel bingo. <laughs> it's not yeah. cancel bingo. I like the wilted flower line though. It's great like <laughs> actually, when I was yeah. reading this, I went. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, like, take that? hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that line Her on its own. It fell off like a wilted
3: flower. <laughs> that line on its own sounds like <laughs> something that, like, a supervillain would say, like, Cobra Commander or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. world
4: is watching you collect yeah. and wilted your friends like, flower. wilted flowers. You are supposed to be a role model, but continue to model bullying. Yeah, oh, I mean, like, fair play. It would have been better if it was a role model, but continue to model roles. <laughs> that's, that's where <laughs> that I thought that was way. going. Yeah, that's me too. Like, that would be way better.
5: Um Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. the main thing is it's all about the music, right? So, yeah. will we focus yeah. on the music <laughs> sure. of the week, Let's Do You want to hear some tunes, is yeah, it? I do. I'm okay, pick for a, a tune. number
3: between one and three, Craig.
5: What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three,
3: please, Dave. Oh, it's your choice, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it's Foles. They're back again. It's called Into the Surf.
5: That was Foles, uh, taken from their forthcoming album, Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, Part 2, which is their second album of the year, after Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost, Part 1, which came out in March of this year. Um, And they've already dropped a couple of tracks um, from this album. I've been kind of steering clear of, you know, spoilers, I guess. But I just stumbled across this this week... um, primarily because uh, Surf Part 1 featured on the preceding album as a kind of teaser, and they talked at the time about how there would be treads that would follow through into the next record. This is the full track, um, fully bloomed, um, fully realised, and I think it's a bit of a Foles classic, because the snippets I heard from what they've put out thus far are kind of them doing their slightly more um, literate and intellectual um, Black Keys stuff, and just Mm. the kind of Mm. banger mode things. But Into the Surf is just you've got those kind of Spanish Sahara guitars which is always great and I think it picks up where they left off with I'm done with the world which is probably a standout track from that album um, The Closer which is just really kind of com- contemplative piano stuff that is a beautiful song it's gorgeous this is fine I it's love a, it I really I, like the melody I still don't get the full thing
3: and like, I'm willing yeah. to what, I'm wi- I, what I decided to stay in earnest was I will listen to the two albums because they are part one and part two yeah. back to back clean slate hopefully it'll work but I'm just I'm just not quite getting it
2: right. I'm, I'm the exact same I just felt I'd listened to this a few Like a good few times Just to try and get it Because it seemed like It was going for something Somber and melodic And I saw someone say Glacial And I was <laughs> like Okay let's have a look at, so Let's it's, have it's a lot. Not that slow it's, Yeah it's, it's big It's slow moving I get it You had me at glacial and I, could, I just couldn't connect With it whatsoever I just thought it was Dreary almost really? And, and too slow okay. uh, Not just slow uh, I, I quite like it I'm a
4: big fan of Folds anyway yeah. So I think any of Folds. It does feel to me though Like Obviously this is a uh, an album and a, and a part two album, it feels like there's an awful lot of music now. It feels like there's a huge <laughs> there's amount so of much. Folds music yeah. coming out. And, like, oftentimes that will work for certain bands, but other times, I don't know, it feels like. They've been releasing so much stuff now. It feels like yeah, um, yeah. Maybe Did the optics see? aren't great on it, but yeah, uh, I think
5: we, like the takeaway from the first, uh, from part one, was it seemed to make sense in terms of right. the
4: of space they gave
5: it. just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Th- You know, there was room to breathe for the switch ups and things. I don't know. Yeah, maybe by the end of part two we will be like
4: uh sorry. Don't yeah, you, we'll see like, how it goes. Yeah. Did you see that he had to cancel a gig uh, recently no. because he absolutely fucked his hand up with a knife. In Greece he like cut a thing and the lead singer, the Maccabees, sang for him instead at What I want to say Some award show or something like that. Oh, Maybe I'm Jesus. wrong.
3: I can see that being pulled off. They're both very it was like prim so and somebody stepped posh in for boys, so. because he yeah.
4: absolutely <laughs> belted his hand, but not vocals. Guitar only. Yeah, okay. that
2: would be shit if he was like, I can't sing tonight. My hand hurts. <laughs> my hand hurts. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sure. I got a knife stuck yeah, in my uh, mouth. Yeah. Jesus Christ! But I can play guitar. That
5: was so jovial the way that you said it.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah All, right. All right, fine. No one likes the track. No,
0: you
5: know, No one likes the track, No one likes the track I brought in. Let's <laughs> go for another number. Fine. No
3: one really listens to lyrics like that. I got it wrong. <laughs> hey, Eve. Let's do that again. Oh! I oh, oh, misgendered oh, no Sam way. Smith. Are yeah, going no to you okay, keep in. Okay, fine, fine. Keep it. <laughs> no one really listens to the lyrics, but they should. That's an American Psycho reference, because Huey Lewis in the News... Her back, and what do they sound like? Well, they sound like this, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, it's called Her Love Is Killing Me, K-I-L-L-I-N- Her
5: Love Is apostrophe. Uh, is this the reason you brought this track to us? Because of the fucking reference you were about to drop?
2: <laughs> you tweeted it immediately. Oh, did he? Yeah, did, did. I did, yeah. No, I'm, I'm
3: very predictable. <laughs> so, and impressionable. So basically, right, uh, this is the first Huey Lewis and the News track in over a decade.
5: I know, Coming from the days.
3: <laughs> <laughs> coming from a forthcoming album that comes out next year, which will be their first album of original material since 2001. You know? Long-, mm, long time ago. It's, it's not great. great. Like, isn't no. the... Like, Ooh. a decade... It's a a decade bad.
4: sounds <laughs> like a really long time, but uh, 2009, I mean... Yeah, it's yeah, Huey Lewis
5: bad. time. Yeah, that is yeah, just yeah. Well, know, the blink of an you, <laughs> eye before you jump in with
3: your mockery, it should be noted that Huey's in a very bad way. Okay, he's, he's contracted got M- Meniere's, Meniere's disease. disease. Yeah. yeah, and he can't hear or process music properly. Oh, he anymore, lost his hearing. And well. He can't yeah, perform yeah, yeah. either. So Jesus. There go. So just you know, just hold your
2: fucking stones. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that I really like this tune. Um, it's twelve. What you were saying
5: before the
3: recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's go ahead. twelve
2: It's snappy. Um, and yeah. Fine. It's fine like it's, it's a Huey Lewis Yeah Lewis were tune. you a
5: fan Like does this bring Kind of nostalgic pangs no, For you Not particularly Okay um, When in like the 80s <laughs> I don't know From your childhood When your parents Were playing Huey Lewis Work with me here I have yeah, no, no no But yeah you're right okay. I have
3: nostalgic pangs Because I just flashed back to Sunday Just gone At about 3 in the morning When I was doing Karaoke in Yukio And I sang God, this song those, Yeah so there These you go not this song no no not this no. song oh. I sang, <laughs> hip, hip, to I hip, I sang hip to be square sorry I sang the sorry I this song hip to be square I mean it's, what it is, is it's
2: a Huey Lewis and, and no one else would get away with releasing it do you know what I mean like it's it's a Huey I, Lewis I would say one
4: problem thing. with it is is that uh, modern recording techniques have made Huey Lewis and the News sound worse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know what I yeah, mean it's just too clean and too clear and like everything's is just too perfect
5: but even kind of like in the 80s they already felt like a throwback to like fifties yeah, stuff, yeah. didn't yeah,
2: yeah, they? Yeah. So it's just so. No, I don't know. I mean, um, it's, I mean, it's like, a twelve bar track. You, like it is. You yeah, know, it's,
5: it's all hitting all
3: those beats. You go back though, and like I think their early work was a bit too new wave for my taste. But it's actually. So the thing is, uh the karaoke machine in Yukio. They they've won Kanye West song, and I did it. It was Jesus Walks, which is not <laughs> which is not a good song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so You have to sing it's the high Jesus song. Walks you have to do karaoke. Also, yeah, too. yeah. Uh, do you have to do the chi? I I I I made a Hames in myself. Mics, I'm right? not really good. They, they didn't have. They didn't have like live and leave the local. Did Loca. you rap?
2: They didn't,
3: I, I'm not saying I did a good job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't. They didn't
3: have <laughs> live and leave the local. They didn't have. Uh, they didn't have new radicals. I can or deny it was there. very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> didn't steal my sunshine. Just go to steal my sunshine. I don't know if it was there. I can't remember what I did. All I know is that like one member of the party took their shirt off and sang a Beatles song. So that was tough.
5: Well done, Harry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Finally this week, Dahi has brought us in a track called Lucy by an act called Soccer Mommy.
4: Soccer Mommy. Uh, I really, really, really like this track. Uh, we came across it um, earlier in the week. Uh, Soccer Mommy is a Nashville um, artist. They had their debut album last year, which is called Clean. Um, this track is really, really good. I think it sounds like the Benzie or Radiohead almost. There's like parts of it that feel really, really like that. It's a nice little throwback feel. Um... I just really, really like this track, and I think people should listen to it. That would be my general takeaway.
5: Yeah, I'm kind of a fan uh, of Soccer Mommy. I think this is a nice uh, like, progression in terms of sound. And yeah, it does have those alternative rock 90s yeah. guitar vibes to mm. it. It's kind of It sounded really instantly familiar to me. Um, I don't know whether that was a tonal thing or just what yeah. it was evoking rather than melody stuff, but yeah, I liked it.
3: It's yeah. a bit bigger than kind of what she was doing with the with the first album, yeah. I mean, which, mm. which is a good thing. And also she collaborated with uh, my boys, Health former guest on the oh, show really? uh, a while ago on a track which was very very good so definitely an artist that I would be in you know hopeful to hear an encouragement of towards experimentation because she's very good at, at the at the acoustic singer songwriter thing but there's definitely more to her than just that
2: yeah, no it's it's a it's a great tune I actually wasn't familiar with it at all but like um that 90s thing like it, it sounds like something from like a 90s teen sort of drama rom-com or something like that yeah, like yeah, that, that's I was of those, that, yeah. exactly you yeah. could
4: use it for the start of an like a uh, opening like yeah. you know oh,
2: I got to go to work I got to go to school yeah, or yeah. 10 and things yeah right <laughs> um yeah it was good kind of it was kind of almost blur type sort of jangly chords that kind of woozy kind of very familiar yeah. rock sort of thing
4: I think yeah. that style of music is kind of coming up a lot more as well even mm. with the Claro stuff and um, Snail Mail as well Snail yeah. Mail, yeah, that's right yeah. even Hatchy Tachi, yeah Tachi is definitely is.
3: another catch point, especially it with that kind of yeah mid. The nineties are back, nineties are really really back though. in a yeah, big yeah. way. Folks. But the question for you, you <laughs> know, the, re- the big question was: Oasis or Blur? You know, <laughs> pull. <Are> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <All> right. <laughs> what are you <laughs> too scared to answer? Oh well, it's Blur. It? It's Blur. Yes, it I mean, Oasis. Blur. Yeah. It's always Blur. Jesus, it's, <laughs> it's blur. always Blur. Although Suede, I think, is a pretty good chat as well. Yeah. Okay, let's pivot into the album review. It's a long-awaited record, a lot of hype. We're fans of this table. Will it win us over? It's the return, of course, of girl band. This album is called The Talkies, and it's out now, but listen to our review first. That was Going Norway by Girl Band off their second album, The Talkies, an album that's been long anticipated by myself, pretty much everyone at this table, and a lot of people beyond that as well. A band that No Encore holds in high regard. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Girl Band myself. Uh, they were guests on the show last month. They talked about this record and kind of where they're at now creatively. They've been doing a lot of press lately. It seems to me that the general consensus is one of uh, sheer positivity. I mean, people are very, very happy to have this band back in the world, as, like I say, I am as well. Uh, Craig.
5: Yes, David. <laughs>
3: I feel like people know who Girlband are, but just in case they A don't. A little
5: primer. Okay, I guess as we kind of wind down the decade and, like, thoughts are turning to how the 10 years have panned out in the highs and lows and the big landmark records, the kind of artists that really had something to say, Girl bands, to my mind, would be one of the most kind of invigorating art rock bands we've had in the last 10 years. And I don't really mean Ireland. I mean pretty much anywhere. So they emerged about 2011, I believe, um, from the ashes of Harrows, which was like, I think, uh, they like a uh, self-confessed shit strokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, their attempts at kind of doing the indie thing back in school. We could ask someone yeah. who was we in could. the room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dean, Dean. Take kn- <laughs> us back in time <laughs> <I knew laughs> the pay summer
2: off of here. Yeah. We go. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No. So like, I I went to school with Al. I was in we were in the same class. And like, actually, it's one thing about girl band that I often think because they're like obviously the sounds are so like there's not a lot of conventional let's yeah. say guitar playing on it. But like, there's a few of us playing guitar who were kind of jostling for a position as you would in a <laughs> boys school to do with anything. And this dude was just so far out ahead, yeah. <laughs> just one, one of those people, like, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I've, as far as I recall, yeah, I was in a, a more or less a kind of rock cover band. We were all kind of doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and then Harrows were like, were like, oh, they're actually really good. So, like, for the, at that time, like, I've heard them talk about it in interviews, kind of retrospectively being like, oh, it wasn't great. Yeah, but we loved them back then. Like, do you know what I mean? There's and really even a shit strokes are pretty good. Yeah, no, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. And the vocals they had was really good. And Derek Healy played drums like well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. In, you know, it was it was pretty mad. Like, but they were. Yeah. When
5: he kind of took the mic, um, they became girl band. That era kicked off and straight away kind of no strokes. comparisons, really unconventional. Uh, Any other city picked them up. An amazing track record um, with that label. Uh, they were right again. France 98 was a big EP. I think that's kind of what got our attention. I remember Dave, you loving it at the time.
3: I recall Pitchfork actually was what led me to Girlband and Lawman. Yeah. Just a description of that I thought was very, very well written. I remember throwing it on and that's the track that just completely changed my perception of what Irish music could be for a while.
5: Yeah, and at the time it was kind of really rare for, like imagine getting the tip off from Pitchfork about an Irish act or a Dublin act. Um, it didn't seem like we were getting any kind of critical cachet in terms of, blokes with guitars um certainly so they really were the flag bearers um a lot of like really impactful um just visceral calling cards of singles the ep um and then yeah like legendary live shows and it all culminated in holding hands with jamie which is their debut album from three years ago now um which was just such a humongous payoff
3: is this a humongous, a humongous payoff as I struggle to, <laughs> to, to to comprehend the gravity of the word well, and yeah, what it would well, like, mean for this band?
5: As you said in the intro, um, obviously the narrative around the band, you know, there's been a lot of talk um, about various issues within it. It's just kind of deal, um, Dara dealing with um, his mental health and making sure that's cool. Um, the band was kind of put on hiatus. We are very lucky just to have anything. They were kind of welcome, given a hero's welcome, of course, when they returned. Um, and with this... You know, like if this was just Holding Hands with Jamie Part 2, I would say absolutely brilliant, give me more, I'm here for it. But I think even those comparisons kind of fall away because I think sonically, certainly this is uh, ratcheting things up another level for Mm. me. Okay. I think it's pretty special. Yeah, mm.
3: I've had this album since late July now. So I've had it for a couple of months and I haven't gone back to it quite a lot despite having, you know, been in a, one of the lucky few who has had the opportunity to do so and this week of course was the week in which to really sit with it from an analytical and, you know, constructive point of view. And I think it's technically absolutely brilliant. There's no denying that whatsoever. I think the reviews that have emerged around it are reviewing the band more than they're reviewing the album that's what I would take from this and it's I'm in a very strange conflicted position here because I adore girl band and I love what they do and how they do it however They've yet to make the girl band album that I personally want them to make. And I don't know what that necessarily is. And it may in fact be a betrayal. It will involve disco. (laughs) It may may in fact be a betrayal of what girl band are, because I found this record extremely difficult to get into.
1: Wow, okay. In
3: terms of getting into it, like feeling something off it, apart from the barrage of what it is. I mean, like, you know, you can use every fucking thesaurus word you want. Like it's a maelstrom and go Mm -hmm. from there. And it is technically phenomenal. But I found it extremely difficult to
5: sit with. Okay. Right. That's interesting, mm-hmm. guys.
4: Yeah, like I I I find this one really really interesting because um I mean I really really like the the first girl band album Um, it was never something that I would usually listen to before and it kind of like opened a door to a whole pile of stuff that I would never listen to before. So for me it was a real like gateway into a whole pile of different stuff. Um I I cannot believe how different an album this is compared to that album. Like the one really massive thing that I can take away from this album is thats is that it is so insanely different from one piece to another. From the way the vocals work in different places, there's points where he feels like it's it's almost like an animal collective like vocal yeah, delivery, yeah. all the way down to like, uh, like a really, really insane heavy metal song in certain parts. Um, and I think like the, then uh, with the drums as well, the drums have a similar thing where suddenly there's like such wildly different... Um, uh, drum patterns and, and vibes and different things the whole way through but the th- they've done a really really good job of tying a massive amount of these tracks together with a couple of different ties like the the one that was reported pretty heavily is that it's all in the same key for instance so like all of the songs have this like same melody line running through it all the time and yeah. you can actually really really feel that when you run it through um, it's really really yeah. interesting to me that a girl band album would need to have a lot of these like through lines that connect all the songs because generally you would think that a lot of the records would kind of come very, very close together. But these songs are so different from each other. Um, It's really, really amazing how they link them together. Um, One track in particular, Prefab Castle, is... Probably the best techno tune of it's the amazing. year. Yeah, like it is an absolute, absolute techno tune. Like it is, the, the, like it, it literally kind of halfway through into it drops like in, control. It's and funny. it is a, like it is a genuine techno tune on this record. And like I could not believe when I was hearing it first. It like really, really blew me away. Um, Dave, I kind of get what you're saying in in that like, yeah, it's like an incredibly like 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 technically interesting record um, I got a lot of emotion out of certain parts I think the opening like knocked me for six when it first started we like, should say yeah. the
3: opening track Prolix is effectively Dara breathing and aggressively so which they recorded they told me when I talked to them a couple of years ago uh, so it's like the only thing that they retook from their initial recording sessions before they broke up well, not broke up but took a break for a while yeah. Yeah. and yeah it's, it's extremely like a <laughs> panic attack
5: to kick yeah.
4: things yeah. off You're literally recording a panic attack yeah. and how he's dealing with it like it I mean that is incredibly powerful thing I think start. it's exceptional yeah, but, yeah
5: that is like, brilliant. that's I, amazing first listen I was like well I'm never this is brilliant but I'm never going to listen to this track again <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. That's it's so it. uncomfortable but okay. then actually weirdly as I had it just kind of on instant repeat and I was kind of listening to this album in full time and time again When you get through the journey of this record, techno odysseys and all, and Mm. then you return to that, it's almost like this weird respite and you're just thrown back into, like, the nightmare and it's really
2: effective. like, and one thing Dave said about getting into it and actually another thing you said, though, he as well, is that, like, I I found it starts, it starts like that and it's a real, like, okay, we're getting going. And then they start with sort of the more conventional tunes and then before you know it, you're like, yeah, you're in... Like laggard or prefab cast or something. You're going actually, what's going on? Like I've just yeah, yeah. they bring you along in it, and yeah. I just think compared to Holden hands uh, with Jamie, which was just like a collection of like class bangers, basically that everyone yeah. had seen live for years. Yeah, yeah, this does feel like a piece of work, like a whole sort of it's it's a bit of work in itself. Yeah. sort of like it, kind of it, operatic and sort of meandering, and it's. Yeah, it, it, like that, it's tied together. Yeah. Kind of.
5: In comparison stakes, it reminded me a little of um, my Bloody Valentine's move from Isn't Anything to mm. Loveless, just in terms of when I think of Isn't Anything, it's bands that are within a genre, really testing the limits of it and delivering those kind of bangers or just kind of really stand out classic tunes, which you'll kind of cherry pick and go back from time to time. Then Loveless is just like its own beast. It's like the reference points kind of become very blurry. Uh, It doesn't feel like a lot of these tracks on Holding Hands with Jamie have felt like Dara conveying um, just his own very intense personal emotions. And it's like the kind of the harshness of the music was to kind of trigger an emotional reaction with this. Everything that's going on in the mael- maelstrom of <laughs> 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 the music feels like it's outside of the band. It's almost like they're mm-hmm. conjuring up something like they've assimilated together and they're just such like dab hands of what they're doing that yeah. it just takes on, on its own life form. It's it's totally outside of themselves.
3: I was speaking to someone about it and I was saying that like, you know, I likened it to basically like falling down atop a broken jagged mosaic and the lashings of rain and getting up and having all these pieces stuck inside you and then pulling them out Has <laughs> that happened to you before? <laughs> it's very specific It's very specific Yeah, yeah. You're it's, standing in the bath and Happened you're... the way to the fucking studio <laughs> <laughs> uh, in which I got murdered by rain as, uh, as I said on Twitter as Poseidon uh, <laughs> unleashed a land based assault in Dublin today which is great that's why I sound like I do but yeah essentially <laughs> that's but like it's the fragmented nature of this record and this band that, that attracts you to them in the first place and, and one that I'm still trying to figure out it's interesting Dean that you kind of liken Holding Hands with Jamie to kind of a straightforward album in a way because I didn't think it was and I think with this one it's even less and yeah you mentioned like you know they get the conventional songs where as conventional as a girl band songs are going to get like going oh, yeah. Norway and all out of the way and then yeah it becomes this absolute fucking maze like labyrinth and beast of a thing that swallows you whole, and I think what it is is, and this isn't necessarily a fair thing to even put on the band, and I'm often accused of uh, pouring myself into my work and you know being very open about my life, and I find it difficult not to when it comes to music, because that to me is what music is. But like on this day, I finished up uh, my therapy sessions, uh, not because I'm cured, but because there's a limit to them, and I don't think this album is the album I need to be hearing right now because I didn't take a sense of victory from it. Not that I took a sense of defeat or a sense of um you know, like anything bad or negative, but I just found it so tough. Like it's 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 a fucking clanking machine. And like I recognise the absolute majesty and magic and brilliance that is on this because it absolutely is I'm I feel like I'm outside. I feel like I'm like, like, like I'm outside listening yeah. to it and mm. like it's, someday I'll be able to walk into that room, but not it's today.
5: Definitely oppressive, just even in terms of atmosphere. When, you know, even when it's not being noisy, the tonal stuff that's going on reminded me like we're far away from just heavy riffs and, you know, fall references. To me it was more the Tom York stuff from this year, Nick Cave's last album, where you just there's this really deep well of sadness to it that just kind of mm. pervades all of the instruments. I, I and should note as
3: well because I mean I'm not being disingenuous and I just realise now that in that interview I did with the guys which was on the podcast last month go and listen to it if you haven't. It's a really good interview I think because they were really good. Is that I said to them you can hear me on the audio saying it's a great fucking record and I do believe that. Yeah. It's a great fucking record. I just don't have the for me music is physicality and it's like what you get from it euphorically or in a crestfallen state or whatever. Like I mean and it's not that I won't connect with it on that level ever i'm just not there yet i think this is an album that is exceptional in many ways and it is visceral as all fucking hell but for whatever reason i just can't tune into the frequency
4: yeah i mean i don't know like for the most part i should say yeah when it hits that
3: kind of midpoint, i'm like okay it's a wash now and i'm just not sure i'm there
4: i mean one thing that that will again like as i said before like i mean getting into grogan for me was this thing where um uh I saw them live and that was when I first like kind of went like holy fucking shit and that was the gateway into into getting into it if you know what I mean yeah. I would be really really interested to see what this is going to sound like live, Oh I anticipate like this because... record will
3: suddenly become a lot more uh, accessible to me once I see yeah. it live but
4: and that... I, I think that's like a really good hold that like I think like a, a I really a, want to what, looking at a girl band show with an audience is like a very kind of like again it like it like focuses in on what the important parts are in it and it like it kind of I don't know, it takes it in a different way. But, I mean, it's so interesting, though, because, I mean, compared to the last album, this one has such a kind of, like... There's, it doesn't feel like there's any guitars on this record
1: like, yeah. like
4: I don't know how the fuck you do this live like it feels almost like a synth record or something like that and there's like there's these sections where suddenly the entire song will just devolve into like this kind of uh, like a kind of a, a redux distortion that's like specifically made by computers and I'm just like how the yeah.
2: fuck like what's gonna
4: happen I, here like
2: he was in an interview um, Al Duggan was um, mm. on, I think it must have been 98 FM not that long ago I don't know if it was, it was with um, John Barker <coughs> or yeah but he said there are tracks on this we can't play live and won't mm. be playing live. Yeah, yeah. And like when I th- when I heard that and then I heard the record, I was like, it was like kind of back you, to makes so much sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, they're just servicing the record. This is yeah. about this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's able is it abophobia or ab- I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's the it's yeah, it's yeah abophobia. A- abophobia. track five yeah, phobia yeah. So, did you read about how they recorded yeah, yeah. that? Yeah, like,
4: it's like the reverse to yeah, yeah. It's yeah, amazing like way,
2: Twin yeah. Peaks, like that kind of. They played it backwards and record or recorded it backwards and played it forwards, and that's the track. Like it's actually one of my favorite tracks on it, to be honest. Just for the just for the kind of melody and the groove in it, but like I'm actually like I would have liked to have seen that live. <laughs> <Do> you know <laughs> what I mean? I just play it backwards no, and then such reverse luck. it. You know? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: On an emotional level, Craig, what did you get from this record?
5: Um on an emotional level. Well beyond wow.
3: beyond the obvious cause I do I do think that like obviously Band themselves have kind of made their own kind of private statements about how they don't want to be recognized as the mental health band. And, um, nor should they
5: be. And I didn't like I didn't I wasn't listening to this album thinking about the band, which I think was an achievement in itself. I remember when I interviewed them f- around the time of the debut album, um, I kind of mentioned that John Carpenter quote from when he first saw uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and said it was just horrifying, it was just freaked me out completely, uh, left the theatre, went home, and I p- slept like a baby, I pacified myself. And that's kind of what Band did for me, like the, almost that <laughs> horror movie thing of a release and catharsis. Um, and even more so with this, it just felt like this huge culmination, this huge kind of, focal point of energy and yeah it was it was catharsis for me it was probably what you're searching for within it and it's just not hitting that frequency I guess yeah and mm. I
3: think that at some stage it probably will I do think it's where I'm at right now and I think it's also one of the things where I remember like early on this year like I put out a tweet saying all I want for Christmas is a new Groban album and I'm like <laughs> you know I've got it and it's like my hand <laughs> still not happy. but it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like my hand is outstretched and like I can't I can't find them through the fog
5: I, yeah I also thought there was kind of something joyous in the fact that You know, the midway point, there is quite a lot of very girl bandy bits to that point. And I was just, just as I was thinking, okay, they've kind of mastered what they're doing. Is it going to get samey? There was plenty on this record where I was like, okay, I can now see all these potential avenues they could go down and just completely change what they're doing. There's kind of huge um, injections of melody.
4: There's kind of really good jump off
5: points. So I was just excited about the possibilities of what they do next.
4: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree, actually, with that. Yeah, that like it really. I mean, I'd always, i had already h- held Girlband in quite a high regard, but that this record kind of really is, and you're completely right. Like this kind of thing, where it's like, holy shit, they could actually do so much more, yeah. uh, and that's insane to think about. And uh, yeah, I really, really like.
2: It. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the greens. I, I think it, I, I just think it pushed it. It's like, like to, again, I was expecting just, I know they can do bangers, and then by the end of this, I was like that would, like even like towards the end of the album like you said and uh, they're starting to bring in similar sort of motifs and even sounds from early on in the album and then the kind of breathing is a is a refrain in, at times in, yeah, in yeah. parts and then something like caveat which was just so melodically there and like i remembered yeah. the, i remembered the tune immediately after i was just thinking of it It'd, like been in my head do you know what i mean like you'd
5: you know, never really associate with girl band yeah even
2: the start is so non-girl bandy like yeah. but unmistakably girl bandy do you know what I mean yeah yeah,
3: it took me there despite everything I've said I think it's an 8 I'm just really looking forward to catching
5: up with it
4: Uh, it's a 9 for me Uh, it is an 8.5
2: for me Uh, yeah it's 9 all day me. Nine all day, Nine all, day. day. Dean Nine all day. That's every day. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, welcome
3: back to Girlband, of course. Um, this episode of No Encore was engineered by Sonic Architect Eve Murray. In the other listening corner, I attended the Vinyl and Wine uh, showcase that they oh, do sometimes. Yeah. You were there as well. I was there as well on Sunday. Just gone. Oh, I where, it. if anyone doesn't know, what Vinyl and Wine is what is Dahi? Uh,
4: it's basically where a group of people go to a very nice, cushy. Uh, Cushiony Room and uh, (laughs) listen to (laughs) Cushiony Cushiony Room (laughs) oh it's very dirty Uh, and uh, they put on a very well known vinyl record on a absolutely unbelievably good sounding um uh, sound system and everybody just sits there in silence and listens to the record there's a it's panel, very good
3: there's a panel beforehand in which our good friend andrea cleary was present for yeah, kate bush Hands of love which dahi a record that you adore
4: yeah one of my all-time favorite records yeah
3: so i had heard it in quite some time and it's uh, you know it was an interesting experience a way to kind of drink it in afterwards uh while we were having a few drinks i did unleash my hot take craig it's a very good album it's
4: not a classic Oh, it is an absolute what? classic. Even like <laughs> what? How long? Ev- ev- you can't even decide if that is a classic or not because just already did, it has been decided. <laughs> Where does that it fall down for you? Where
3: does it come oh. up short? Side two, my friend. When it's just side two side is like is the, the classic. Song. Yeah, <laughs> what? Nah, you guys are crazy.
4: It's very good the fucking Irish yeah. traditional parts of that is a revelation I, it's yeah, like it's insane so I'd
5: like, go 4 so out of 5
4: No,
5: that's a 9.5 <laughs> all day
4: Dan. I've also <laughs> every day. day I've also
5: been listening to
3: uh, M83 have a new record out it's oh is it good so I want to yeah so it's DSV2 aka Digital Shades Volume 2 which is an ambient follow up to a record they put out in 2007 I believe uh, very clearly an ode to the 80s and video game soundtracks thereof and it's very very good yeah. okay, it's check. not not a classic, but they're back on the right path, which is good. And I think it's a really good album to throw on if you're having a stressful day. Uh, and also because the weather is getting horrific, I've naturally gravitated back towards one of my favorite pieces of work ever. A four-track EP by a band, or rather, it's kind of a one-man project, Justin Broderick. Uh, Yezu, it's J-E-S-U, anyone doesn't know, called Silver. A four-track EP that came out in 2006 and blows my mind to this day. The title track is without question one of my favourite songs I've ever heard in my entire life. It's absolutely fucking perfect for this time of year. I just listen to it, seriously. Greg? Uh,
5: seeing us, it's Friday. I've just been mainly listening to Kanye West's new album. Um, Have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm still on my Grateful Dead buzz. Um, their lyricist, Robert Hunter, sadly passed away last week. So yeah, I'm just doubling down on that. Um, also give a shout out to Dylan Murphy, who I believe was your song of the day, today, yesterday, whatever time it is. Mid-week. with Vending Machine which yes. is very nice he's a listener fan of the and, show he's a fan of the show but it's cool it's like very bluesy it's like a western showdown but like the lyrics are good enough that it subverts that kind of cliché thing. It's
2: about an inanimate object. Check it out. And it's got Emma Langford on back in vocals. Uh, it's yeah, a good it's tune. It. He's,
3: good. A good, he's a good boy, is Dylan. Dean, what have you been listening to?
2: Um, yeah, maybe even just as a balance to the girl band stuff, I found myself listening to In Dreams um, album by Roy Orbison from the 60s. I actually got there via the Mad Men soundtrack, which I had WhatsApped both of you yeah, <laughs> on yeah, different yeah, occasions. So I goes like, it was just good listening. And talk about just nice music for the You know, when the weather turns, (laughs) great tunes, man.
4: Yeah, very good. Um, So uh, one of my favorite Irish artists, Sacred Animals, is releasing a track tomorrow, I think, called uh, Mono. Um, and I happened to get it early and it is absolutely excellent this is the second single off his kind of upcoming release that's going to be coming soon um, and he hadn't released anything in a long time it's definitely worth a listen and there's a nice little video there as well and then i have also listening to um, Tonight's uh, new track uh, which is called Serpent is it a song After... that's the question I'd ask it, you yeah you see it almost feels <laughs> like it's like oh here's like an intro start to a song yeah. Yeah. Or something here's an old Here's are back here's, yeah, yeah, exactly, here's an yeah. intro
3: start yeah. to a pneumatic drill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like
4: there's like there's I I I do really like what they did, but I, I yeah I I get what you mean. I about feel it. like they I'm were like sure so,
5: okay, Sophie, you're kind of doing what we were doing five That's years true. ago. We're gonna push it further. There is so <laughs> like, much
4: <laughs> reference to fucking Sophie in this as well, even down to the video and stuff. I was just like lads, okay, piece of music is a thing you don't need to copy it. Like, yeah. but uh, yeah, but anyway, I'm looking forward to what to see what they do anyway. Dean well, Ruxton, you-
3: we speak your name, sir. Thank you for coming into the show. Not at all. Thank Woo! you for having as me. As always, Thank thanks you. guys. So- an absolute pleasure. To play us out this week, a band that I've been critical of in the past, Shock Horror. This is Just <laughs> <The> Mustard. <Beagles. laughs> uh, Just Mustard, who were choice-nominated this year, a Dundalk band, uh, specialised in kind of shoegazy grooves. Solomon Hardwork Hardworking Cause Heroes now Ireland Music Week a year ago, and I thought they were a bit contrived. However, you know, I'm, I've got an open mind. They've got a brand new track. It's called Seven, and I think it's very fucking good. And in the spirit of goodwill... there are exit music this week so this is Just Mustard and Seven back next week who knows what kind of condition my voice will be in I kind of hope it sounds like a completely different person bye bye (laughs) (laughs) bye bye (laughs) bye 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 -bye.
5: This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
0: At Total Wine & More, we know what pairs perfectly with summer. Go ahead, test us. What goes best with a beach trip? This crisp rosé. A pool party? Try these craft beers. Oh, you're good.
5: Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine & More.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.